Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to wherever you are. Welcome to the 20th episode of Plant Harvest Prosper. I'm your show host, Kel Williams, Wealth Advisor and Certified Financial Planner for Financial Harvest Wealth Advisors. The purpose of Plant Harvest Prosper, or PHP, is to help our listeners make wise decisions with your money and encourage you to live a life peacefully and purposefully towards prosperity. Our listeners will receive completely objective and independent advice designed to help you succeed regardless of your age or financial means. And we challenge you to define what is living a life of significance look like to you and how do you use your wealth to accomplish that. Each episode will address a different financial topic to be in action of right now with actual steps, if not already. As a bonus for our 20th episode, I'm going to start off addressing a relatively recent hot topic. That was the recent government credit, government credit rating downgrade for the United States by one of the main national statistical ratings organizations, Fitch. Then the primary topic for today is a crucial one. It impacts the financial well-being of our loved ones, our young adult children, and whoever you want to see and be successful in their lives with their wealth. Out of high demand, we recently did a class catered towards young adults in their late teens and early to mid-20s about building a career, but also primarily on financial literacy, both building fundamentals. What do they need to know now in speaking it in a way that is relevant and enjoyable for them to hear? That's always the challenge, right? I get it. I was in my early 20s at one point. It doesn't feel like it now. But during that time, I had an extremely hard head and wrapping my brain around, oh, oh, maybe I should be doing this now to set myself up for success down the road. Wasn't really looking out for future Cal that much. So I just didn't know for the sake of what. So today, join us as we explore the transformative power of equipping the next generation with the knowledge to navigate their financial future. Let's get right into it. First, let's talk briefly about recent events with the United States being downgraded for their credit. What's up with that? So Fitch downgraded from a AAA, which is the best possible rating, which basically means outstanding, to an AA+, AA+, which is the second best possible rating, which means excellent. And both sound really good to me, okay? Especially if I was in high school or college, whatever it may be. But the concern is understandable given it's only the second time in history that this has happened. What happened the first time was back in 2011. So what happened then? It was again tied to debt ceiling concerns, going back and forth. Are we gonna have time to raise a debt ceiling or not? But the US still continued making whole on its payments as usual. This time Fitch stated the reasoning was due to how drawn out the debt ceiling debate was this year, the growing debt deficit and governance concerns in general. All reasons listed were grounded, and we agree with governance concerns, particularly with how much the government has been spending and the size of the government growing since the pandemic. But what does this mean to you? Should you be concerned? It's important to note that the other two main ratings organizations, S&P, which is Standard Poor's, and Moody's, still have the U.S. at its highest level and an AA plus is still a really good rating. And you can have confidence the US is still strongly hold its ground. 
Next, everything that Fitch stated for its reasons was not anything new. Markets have already priced in all this information, all these concerns to what you see right now in market prices. An example of that was how little the amount of credit default swaps moved into the marketplace. What is that? It's also called a CDS. A credit default swap is when a bondholder goes to a third party, goes to someone else, and hedges, basically buys insurance or transfers the risk of default of the issuer, in this case, the U.S. government, to this third party. These credit default swaps spiked back in May this year, no matter what was going on then, right, when there was unclarity about the debt ceiling being reached. That's why they spiked, but barely moved at all when this news came out. So long story short, the downgrade is really a result of old news. And if you're a current holder of a T-bill or treasury, you should not be concerned. And if you are not a current holder, you should still have the confidence in buying one if it's appropriate for your purposes. All right. Now on to our main topic for today. How to nurture financial literacy for the ones you care about. We're going to start breaking down briefly what it means for your children or close loved ones to have financial literacy and why is it important as well as how to do it with our Plant Harvest Prosper takeaways at the end. First, when most people hear financial literacy, they think immediately it's understanding how to create a budget, how taxes work, maybe how to invest in stocks, you know, real estate, all of which is part of it and not wrong. But it's even more fundamental than that. When someone is literate, that means they don't have the language or words necessary to have knowledge to produce outcomes in whatever field of study it's pertaining to. So then when you think of finances, we think of money, which then begs the question, what is money? Like, okay, Kellen, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I mentioned this on previous episodes, but money is help. You think of money being dollars, Japanese yen, euros, pesos, right? No, that's actually currency. There's a difference. That just lowers the cost to transact for money, which is health. Okay. And think of cost being time, energy, lost opportunities. So typically the more currency you have, more dollars you have, <clears throat> the more help you can easily transact for. So having this background, if someone is financially illiterate, then by definition, they lack the knowledge to get the outcomes they want that need help. And we all need help every day, whether we know it or not. Let's speak to a simple but very real example. When I mean real, it means mostly everyone listening to this has been through it or is planning to at some point. With maybe moving to a different home, first home purchase, etc. It's a hot topic right now given where current rates are. So my wife, Shara, and myself are current homeowners and are looking to transition into another home in the next two years or so. The reason being is various, but we want to have one, if not two, mother-in-law suites available for our mothers to live in peace there with the grandkids and family, but also have some independence. And for the school systems, we like to be zoned for and living requirements or intentions. You can imagine it's not exactly a walk in the park 
to find this type of solution. Now, what does this have to do with the importance of financial literacy? Right, buying a home or moving to a new home. If we didn't have the knowledge to be able to know what outcomes we wanted to produce and how to get there, which in this context is thinking about the help we will still need after moving or how much capital we will need to work for us when we want to make work optional by the age of 60, then we would just blindly sell our home by now and be able to, because of our how much our current home is appreciated, but not have sustainable payments given factors like the current rate environment, for example, and have cascading negative consequences like defaulting on payments potentially, which in tandem would cause us being burdens to others and affect our identities as well as much how much money we will have or how much help we can afford to receive and give. However, being financially literate, being financially literate bridges that knowledge gap. Whether you're a business owner just starting out or an athlete giving your first contract, trying to start a family, recently retire, or fresh out of college, there are opportunities wherever you are to be more financially literate and have access to more help and give more help. So what could be the meaning to you personally? You as a parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, loved one, etc. You can prevent situations where that person, an example, just a young adult child, is a potential burden on themselves and others by having control over debt, making prudent investment decisions, and living within their means. Most of us know someone, someone in our family, or someone they know that knows someone in their family that they're consistently having to help, and not necessarily in a joyful fashion out of love. It's crucial to start as early as possible, given the power of compounding returns with wealth and preparing them to live a life where they are financially secure and informed, especially given the uncertainty of government programs like Social Security down the road and the going away of pensions. So this brings us to the how, our PHP, our Plant Harvest Prosper for today. First plant, start early. I know it sounds basic, but start early. Introduce basic financial concepts to these children, these young adults, wherever age they are, but start early to instill good financial habits from the beginning. This could be as simple as explaining what credit is and why it's important. Then adding them maybe as an authorized user on your credit card or going through your own budget together. Encourage savings. Teach the importance of saving money regularly and setting aside a portion of income for future needs. Having them pay themselves first. You know, a great practical savings technique for maybe a teenager is doing something or maybe a young teen is doing a matching program called a 401 Dave, right? Like a 401k. But this works when maybe this child is starting to get some income, maybe a side gig, side job, or they're saving their allowance. And they have a specific goal that they want to save up for. Well, then you can also contribute or match whatever they save towards that goal to encourage and give them an, an incentive for their savings. Learn together. Explore financial topics as a family. Doing it together. Encouraging open conversations about money management. Attend classes like our Learning to Fly that we just recently recorded. It's available online on our website and talk through what the main takeaways are. And then with any learning, make sure there are actual actions to take. So the learning is retained and not lost. So good habits are built.
And lastly, for plant, speaking to my myself here, this is always such a good reminder. Remember that when you are young, the way you think about time is different. Meaning, the time horizons for your young adult loved one are different. So often, they're not thinking about how they're going to be living five years out, right? Let alone 50 years out or 20, 30, you name it. So speaking financial literacy and having them learn in terms of how it can affect them now or next year is traditionally the most effective. Two, harvest. Set financial goals. Talk through with them any goals they may have. Use this framework. SMART. S is for specific. M is for measurable. A is for attainable. R is realistic. And T is for timeline. Introduce investing. The concept, explaining different investment vehicles, and the power of compounding. The earlier you start, the greater the compounding. Depending on the age and situation, you can even open up a Guardian Roth IRA for them if they have earned income or custodial account. They don't. Or if they do too. If they're not minors, you can encourage them to enroll in a free budgeting software like Mint. Make sure they have enough in their savings, let's say three months of what they're spending, which should be easier for them to obtain with an app like Mint that keeps track of their spending for them. And then start opening up a Roth IRA and an investment brokerage account. And the last for Harvest, foster independence. Gradually allow these young adults to take control of their finances while offering guidance and support as needed. Last, number three, prosper. If they're in their late 20s, have them take our Wise Wealth Strategies financial literacy course to deepen their understanding of how to build wealth. A big drive, as we know, for information to not just go in one ear and out the other. Sometimes it's hearing it from a credible third party and not a loved one all the time. In a class like we provide, they will have the space to ask questions, just like a classroom, and do a deeper dive with others that are in the same intentional mind frame of learning together. Encourage continuous learning. Highlight the importance of staying updated on financial trends and adjusting strategies as circumstances arise. But also being clear, this is important, being clear on who to listen to. It's easy for anyone, but young adults especially, to give in to FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. Oh, you hear this latest investing fad like cryptocurrency or, oh, here's this one stock I got to get into. It's surely going to rise. And it may. But long-term wealth is not built on trying to hit home runs. Long-term wealth, a great portion of the time, is built on hitting those singles hitting those singles and doubles, and it just compounds. Those little wins compounds a great big win in the long run. Um, mentorship. See if your advisor is willing or you be yourself, of course, in a secure financial position. Be a mentor and an open door with ongoing support to that young adult as they navigate their decisions with finance. And lastly, if you as a parent, grandparent, guardian, or older loved one, if not already, listen to our recent recording, Education Funding, where we talk about the benefits of 529s and the new capabilities present with those. They can set your loved ones up for success right out the gate. So as always, thank you everyone for taking the time to be intentional about learning and be a good steward of your wealth. This was the 20th episode. Thank you for riding along with us on our website. If not already a client of ours, 
please feel free to click on get a second opinion to meet with us to see if there are any gaps in your financial planning. And then finally, listeners, if there are any questions at all, please don't hesitate to submit them to me at kellenfinancialharvest.com or info at financialharvest.com. And we'd be happy to address that in a future episode. So as always, keep planting, keep harvesting.